Good morning. It is time to get up with a Monday night mess. Misery for Murray. While the Pats stand strong for a final playoff push. Then the D in Big D stands for decent, which is all their quarterback has been. Is it good enough to lift the Cowboys up? where they belong. And then, it is the most wonderful time of the year. McShay's very first McBoard with four quarterbacks in the first half of round one. You'll hear them all as we get up with you starting right now. The Tuesday squad is together and ready to go. Graziano's got news. Woo! The sun just peeking up behind us in delightful fashion because it knows we got a lot of fun in store for the next two hours. And Marcus Spears is ready to go as well. The big swagoo on this Tuesday. We begin last night in the desert. Hilarious. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals hosting the New England Patriots. And it began as badly as it possibly can. Opening drive, Arizona. Dominique, the worst words in the sport now are non-contact injury. Yeah, it's always exciting to see Kyler out on the edge, but the way he went down was awkward and uncomfortable, and we expected bad news. We didn't see him back. It sure seemed upsetting and unfortunate for this team and his player. The overwhelming expectation, Mike T, is that it is a torn ACL just shortly after redoing the contract. A terrible break for Arizona there. All right, on to the game we go. Two minutes to go, first quarter, no score. Mac Jones, tip, Oh, tip drill. This is the best time in a football game. You get those easy interceptions. There's nothing Dominique loves more than a tip and a pick. Cardinals get a field goal off the turnover. Now, six minutes before halftime, Colt McCoy, second and four. How about this catch? Oh, he stabbed that thing out of air. Really impressive. Hope Robbie ends up in a good situation one of these days. Robbie Anderson from the Jets to the Panthers to the Cardinals. And it just keeps getting worse. Four plays later, first and goal. James Conner, look at the power as he drags everybody in for the score. Impressive. Strong. Yeah, flex is the only thing you do after that play. Cardinals up 13-10 at the break. Third quarter. Mac Jones, look, we've seen some issues with him and the sideline and Matt Patricia. They got to use a timeout. What are you seeing over here? I'm I'm on Mac's side. Fiery Mac. Shut up. Yeah, tell him to <laughs> shut up. You got the play. Leave me alone. Let's go. There's Matt Patricia. We're letting the expletives fly. He didn't look impressed with whatever it is he heard there. In the meantime, here's where the entire game turns. Colt McCoy, DeAndre Hopkins, balls out. Yeah, he's holding it out in his hand. I can hear my high school coach now. Stop trying to look pretty. Put it under your arm. But DeAndre Hopkins normally doesn't make mistakes like that. He knows it's on him. Raquan McMillan takes it for a score. Pats up 20-13. to 13. Now Cardinals trying to answer, but this is not the idea here. It is Colt McCoy just chucking it the up in the air. most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. When they start giving out gifts like that, it's time to celebrate. Merry Christmas. Marcus Jones, what a nice season he's having. Patriots defense coming up big in that third quarter. Then we wanted to see something from Mac. How about the scene to Hunter Henry? Yeah, he complained about this quick game. He wants to go down the field. If you keep doing that, they're going to keep letting you do it. So great throw. 39 yards to set up this. The aptly named Pierre Strong taking it home. And all's well between Jones and Matty P. And there's uh, Bill Belichick and his future offensive coordinator, Chris Kingsbury, <laughs> uh, meeting at the, at the midfield after the game. Uh, and on it goes. So New England moves oh, into the final playoff spot. Who, who says no? You know what? Open up some space in the show for this later, David. I want to talk about it. In the meantime, New England now the final playoff spot in the AFC. They'll be in Vegas week 15. Then they close it out with the Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills, who are all very good. So New England's got quite a fight. The bottom half of that AFC playoff picture is going to be very interesting over this next month. Speaking of interesting, sneaky big news times two in Dallas yesterday. The first part, not good. 
An MRI confirms that right tackle Terrence Steele suffered tears to his ACL and MCL in the left knee. So that is a devastating blow. There is some hope on the way. Tyron Smith began practicing last week. He may rejoin the Cowboys soon, as will this man. They added the veteran wide receiver. We were expecting OBJ. Instead, we get T.Y. Hilton, who's not been with the team this year. 631 catches for nearly 10,000 yards in his career in 10 seasons with the Colts. So let's dive in on what we're seeing. First, quickly, if we can, on the moves of yesterday. Obviously, devastating on the offensive line and then surprising on the addition of T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, on the offensive line with Steele, it's a player they will miss, right? It hasn't been a great pass-protecting line. They hope that Tyron Smith can help that, but it has been a really good run-blocking line, and he's going to be tough to replace on that right side. And T.Y. Hilton, yeah, look, a week ago, is, will they sign Odell? Odell turned out not to be ready. They haven't ruled out signing him if down the road you know, he shows up healthy, but as of now, they needed another veteran in that wide receiver core. At least they thought so. So they end up with T.Y. Hilton, who, as you mentioned, hasn't played yet, yet this year. But they hope that, you know, he's rested and healthy and ready to go. All right. At this point, that seems like a more immediate option than OBJ. So let's put those aside. Those are the moves that they make. And then let's dive in here with the crew into what I think the really big question is. Many people, myself very much included, thought that when Dak Prescott got back and got comfortable that this Dallas team was just going to take off like a rocket ship to the moon. Now, they've had some moments and they have won their games, but in not always in impressive fashion. And it leads a lot of people to wonder, what is wrong with Dak Prescott. Well, I mean, I think in this last game, he showed us what he's capable of in that final 98-yard drive. Mm -hmm. He also showed us some turnovers, but to be completely fair to Dak, like one of them, he got hit on the arm. The other one's a tipped pass. I do think that it's not fair to say that nothing's wrong with him because he seems inaccurate on, like, normal passes that you would think that uh, Dak Prescott, like that one interception, it's a bad throw. It's a little bit behind. And several other times in the course of the game, it seemed like he was a little bit high on passes and a little behind receivers. He hasn't been as consistently accurate as we expect Dak Prescott to be. Well, that's just not a number you ever want associated uh, with yourself. It's eight picks, the most that anyone has thrown in the NFL since he came back from that thumb injury. Let's go to my favorite former Cowboy on this, Marcus, because I've got people calling me up telling me right now the weak link with this Cowboys team has been the play of their quarterback, which I refuse to listen to, but I got too many people saying it to pretend it's not out there. What are you seeing right now from number four? Yeah, first of all, the weak link is this offensive line and pass protection. Let's get that out of the way. Here's the thing, though, G, and we we talk about all of the other facets of the Dallas Cowboys, and it's a it's a sticking point when we get to this team. We we ride around and and think about Dak, and we talk about every everybody here. The consensus is that Dak is a good quarterback, but the way Dak is playing quarterback right now, the Dallas Cowboys can't make a playoff run and win a Super Bowl. He's going to have to be elite. That's the reality. So we got to stop talking in context of compared to other quarterbacks or what statistics does Dak have? Where is this Dallas Cowboy offense ranked? This playoff run will be about Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott, and more so Dak Prescott. He has to sometimes overcome the things that are not convenient, and he's not doing that right now. I love the 98-yard touchdown drive. It says a lot about who he is, but it doesn't say anything that we didn't already know about Dak Prescott when it comes to his ability and his ability to make game-winning drives or make the important throws. It's throughout the duration of the game. This team has been outscored. A lot has to do with turnovers in the first three games. Uh, I mean, in three games since he's been back. 
That's the Colts, the Houston Texans, and then one more that's, that I'm blanking on. But mm. that is Dak Prescott. He has the one take care of the football and understand that this team, now we're at a point where this team is going to go as far as you take them. I don't care about the defense and how good they are. I don't care about the run game. This is going to be about Rain Dakota Prescott and can he raise his level than what it is right now? Because right now ain't good enough for this team to have a chance to make a playoff run and go to the Super Bowl. I'd say it different. I think they're really in great shape with him. Since he's been back, they've averaged 36 points a game, which is number one in the NFL. And I think that win the other day actually oh, galvanized the team. Hey, Swagoo, you know what a great goal line stand does for a team. So defensively, they know they can shut teams down. Obviously, it was still Houston, but I know what it's like to have a great defense. And Dak has to clean up a couple mistakes a game. But when you're averaging number one in the NFL in points scored with that defense, on any day, they could be any team in the NFC, including Philadelphia. And the thing I like about Dak more than anything is he knows, as much as you do, Swagoo, there are a couple of throws that he likes to have back, but you can't take away from the standpoint of they have a higher ceiling than any team in the NFC, including Philadelphia, because they're more explosive than people realize. I fear we've just lost Mr. Spears. Not a chance. He just doesn't want Not to a chance. That's, not you, not a chance. The reality is... Go. The reality is the Philadelphia Eagles are more consistently better. Their quarterback is not turning the football over. They have more explosive weapons on the outside. Their defensive line just got seven sacks against the New York Giants. Like, I don't understand. Listen, everybody knows that I want the Dallas Cowboys to have success, but I ain't going to get here and lie to people. When I watch the Philadelphia Eagles play yeah. and I watch the Dallas Cowboys play, those two teams do not look the same. Philadelphia Eagles have the best offensive line in football. They pass protect their quarterback. Their quarterback is using his athleticism. Jalen Hurts ran for 150 yards three weeks ago. That ain't explosive enough for you, Mike T. A.J. Brown catching the ball on people's head and doing Randy Moss renditions every single week. Devontae Smith is involved. All of these dudes, they got cats in Philadelphia on defense as well. That's making play. We talked about this run game. You know what they did? They went out and signed two guys. They gave up 28 yards to Saquon Barkley, and they shut Derrick Henry down. Don't tell me that the Dallas Cowboys are as explosive as the Philadelphia Eagles because we ain't watching the same tape. And Mike T's making a ceiling argument here, right? And we've seen the Cowboys score at the highest level in the league this year. I mean, they can score points with anybody, right? And I think that's the point that Mike was trying to make, and it's accurate. What the Cowboys can be is different from what I think Swagoo is arguing, that you know, what, what he sees in the Cowboys yeah. right now. I, I, I don't want to ding them for a loss to, or a, a close win over the Houston. No, Texas. you had it right the first time. It's not <laughs> any more any more than it was a loss when the Eagles only beat the Colts by a point a couple of weeks well ago. Played, right? Well played. Well played. Fair, right? right? Like, seriously, like that is sometimes you, you don't have your best game and yeah. you win anyway. That's the mark of a good team. The Cowboys can score at that level. I don't know a quarterback that is at his best when he doesn't trust his protection. We've seen Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and all, and all these guys struggle with that in recent years. That's what makes Burrow so remarkable last year. Gets sacked nine times and still win a playoff game. He's got to figure something out because I think the interceptions are tied to that, and they just lost their right tackle. Take us inside the Prescott family group chat, of which you, of course, are a member as a cousin in there when you and Dak and Tad and everybody are having so, your conversations. I mean, what are I, we saying? I think it boils down to the point that you're just making is the offensive line. It's, if you, it's hard for me to buy what you guys are saying, selling. I'm on Spears' side. Yeah. Is that the Cowboys' ceiling is higher or somehow this team is more dangerous if you all admit that the offensive line does not compare to the Eagles' offensive line? Like I don't know if you guys know about this game called 
football. But in this game, you have to protect your quarterback and you need to be able to run the ball consistently. The Eagles do that because they have you, you take, take some notes. Take so some you notes. Write that down, Mike. So, so you understand about football. In this game, uh, you need that. And the, yes. the Eagles have that consistently week in and week out. So you can talk about this imaginary ceiling for the Cowboys that you're right. Yes, it could be great. If all of a sudden Mylotta gets traded, then yeah, we can talk about it. But I mean, a couple weeks ago, it was like the Eagles can't stop the run. Jordan Davis comes back oh. healthy. Now they can stop the run. Tyron Smith is coming back for the Cowboys. That pass protection is not going to get any better. Right. Here's the One. only thing I'll say to wrap it up, which is that this was a conversation about Dak Prescott and it immediately became about the Eagles, yeah. which is what the entire NFC looks like. But the reality is it's only about one team. If we were having this conversation in the AFC, we'd be talking about four or five Gee. other teams. Dak Prescott just needs to elevate them one time, Marcus, and this team could wind up in the Super Bowl. Gee, thank you for saying that because it yeah. goes back to what I was saying. The reality is it's going to be Dak Prescott if they beat the Eagles. Right. If they have success in the playoffs, it's going to be his level. We keep talking. We all know you need a damn offensive line, all right? But if you're going to overcome the offensive line, it's probably going to be your quarterback making plays. We know that you. We know that you can score points. I and I, I get the high scoring. We saw what that defense did late in the fourth quarter in the indie game. That was that was a lot to do with them. So let, look, man, we had this same situation last year. 12-4 yep. Dallas Cowboys, and we sat on this show and talked about how they were tailing off offensively. Things were, We were worried about certain things, and we all watched the San Francisco 49ers game when the offense couldn't do anything. So the bottom line is, it's now about four. Like, I get, all, I get football, and everybody else around him has to play better. I get that. But we don't attach that to any other $40 million quarterback. We mm -hmm. say that they have to play better, and they got to overcome some things. This is about Dak and his and how he's going to respond. A week from Sunday, the Eagles Ooh. at the Cowboys. That's the matchup everyone wants to fun. see. And I'm telling you right now, Dallas is going to win. As we continue, Jalen, that Cowboys going to win. Jalen Hurts <laughs> flying high, having a season like no other. Is he right now the best quarterback in the entire sport? And if so, what does that mean? Plus, ta ta ta. McShay, the most wonderful time of the year because it's the first McBoard of the year. Which of these quarterbacks does he have going number one? You will find out as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. You're back on Get Up. And as we talk about the NFC playoff picture, there's only one place the conversation can begin. And that is with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles at 12-1. The quarterback has emerged as the leading candidate to win MVP of the league. And did you hear yesterday, Monday, Dan Orlovsky, putting him in Hall of Fame company in at least this way. Give a listen. (laughs) I've never seen a guy transform this way. I was the person who said, you're freaking crazy to move on from Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts. And I was the person who said, if Jalen plays as good as he can, it's not as good as Carson Wentz can. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, this kid has the running ability that is very rare. And in many ways, and this sounds outrageous, he's become Drew Brees-like in the pocket. There's money. (laughs) Uh, We had it going until everyone was kind of with it. And I then love when you're chopping it off. Hey, Danny. What, why are we I laughing? It's just great, man. It's just great. It was like impressive. He was doing so well. Yeah, it was so yeah. impressive humility. And I then, was like, wrong. He was good. I was wrong. Yeah. And he's gotten so good. And then he said and a thing he's going to be wrong I about. I think he's Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, him. He's the he best. He's Drew Brees like in the pocket. Oh, and his ability to dissect defenses and the accuracy oh. and everything else. I will defend my and friend Dan. Michael Vick. Marcus Spears, let me ask you this question. When we go into the playoffs in just a few weeks, will we be saying, no matter who the Eagles play in the NFC, the the quarterback matchup goes to Philly? This is a guy who has played one playoff game. This is a guy who, before this season began, as magnificent as he has been, before this season began, I think it was less than 50-50 that he was going to maintain that job in the long run. Will you say, no matter who they play in the NFC, the Eagles have the edge at quarterback? Yes or no, Marcus? Yes, absolutely. And like my grandfather used to tell me all the time, gee, all I have is all I have. And all I've seen from Jalen Hurts week in and week out is that he's been the best quarterback on the field for the majority of the season. The most important thing he's doing is not turning the football over. I mean, we know what's around him, and we can, we can acquiesce to that and talk about all of the talent. But Jalen Hurts himself is playing at a very high level. His ball placement. Obviously, we know about the athletic ability. The off-platform throws, the normal throws on three to five-step drops, the decision-making, the using every part of the field, middle of the field. He's choosing what receiver he wants to dominate each and every team every week. I ain't embellishing Jalen Hurts. This is what the hell I'm watching on tape Mm -hmm. every single week. Is this dude figuring out 
how he's going to take advantage of man coverage, zone coverage. When you turn your back in man coverage, he's Mm. taking off. It does not matter. Yes, he has a great supporting cast. Yes, he's doing a phenomenal job as far as distributing the football. But ain't that what the hell you're supposed to do when you've been surrounded by all of these dudes that Howie Roseman surrounded him by? So I'm not going to knock Jalen Hurts because he's surrounded by a tremendous amount of talent. You know why? Because when Kez Watkins open, he gonna throw it to Quez Watkins. When mm. Devontae Smith open, he gonna throw it to Devontae Smith. If A.J. Brown ain't open, he gonna come off that first read and go to the second read. And if none of that open, he gonna dump the ball down to the running back. He's playing under so much control, with so much poise. He's he's t- taking a step forward as far as not being so careful with the ball that it co- cost him from making great plays. Jalen Hurts is playing at the highest level you can play mm-hmm. quarterback at, and the only person I will have in front of him is Patty Mack in Kansas City. That's the only dude that I would put in front of Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation right now. So I think the comparison, because Breeze is going to be in the Hall of Fame, played forever and ever, the comparison I think of is Burrow, right? Because, like, he, he comes out and he, he's uh, a prospect that they feel good about, but he's given something. You have to work on this. You have to improve this part of your game if you want to ascend to an elite level. Okay, I'm going to go do it. I spend the offseason doing it. Great. He had a nice year last year. Here's what else we need you to do. Okay. And he goes and he does it. He has the stuff inside of him to drive himself Ooh, to stuff. make those kinds of improvements. He has that kind of that kind of character, uh-huh. right? And that kind of intelligence and that kind of – so that's the same kind of stuff that helps you win playoff games. Yeah. And I think that's what's remarkable about this guy. I love guys who have the stuff. I mean, he has the stuff. You know, what I, you know what I mean. You're a person who makes your li- who made your living for a long time evaluating people. The one thing I've always heard is you can't teach accuracy. Right. That's the one thing that can't be taught. How did he learn it? Because he didn't have it, and now he does. Because he has the stuff inside. <laughs> he does. The stuff. You hey, laugh all hey, you want. Hey, you know exactly right. what I mean. But, but let me take you inside the draft room, guys, because it really bears repeating here. His character is special. Yeah. There's a reason he lost the job at Alabama. There's a reason he won the second round. His downfield accuracy wasn't good enough. That that and that's the tape. That sets the floor. The character sets the ceiling. His character is off the charts. Last year, when the ball traveled 20 yards or more, he only had two touchdowns and five interceptions. This year, when the ball travels 20 yards or more at the Swagoose Point, to Quez Watkins, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, he has 12 touchdowns and only one interception. He has worked at his craft and gotten better. It's the versatility that I think speaks to his intellect and his football intelligence. We've heard he's a coach's son. He, like, lives out that cliche as he feels like a coach on the field. Week to week, they don't do things that are complicated, but they do things different week to week to attack different opponents, both on offense and defense. And the catalyst to that is Jalen Hurts. So we've opened up the show this morning talking about the two top quarterbacks in the NFC East. Right now, when they play each other, do we have more confidence in the Eagles quarterback than the Cowboys quarterback? Absolutely. I mean, I've been watching football this season, and he's like he might be the quarterback in the league that we should have the most confidence. Marcus, 15 seconds, finish, go. There is, yeah, absolutely, I have more confidence, but there is also not a guy that I would be sure about paying a quarter of a billion dollars to to lead my franchise and play quarterback than Jalen Hurts right now. And I know Joe Burrow is in that conversation and Justin Herbert, but he's one of those guys where Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles do not need to wait. He is as sure of a bet because of his acumen, because of the way he's become a better football player, only going to continue to ascend. Pay the man now. That's 
You know what, David? Whatever we were doing next, rip it up. I want to come back to that because I, I, th I think there's a cautionary tale in all of this, and maybe he's the outlier. Let, we're going to come back and dive into that in just a minute here because I think there's a lot of fascinating lessons to be taken as we continue. The risky business. NFL teams handing out these huge contracts. Should they think twice before they make these deals? We're going to talk about it coming up in a moment. And then it dovetails nicely into the most wonderful time of the year because McShay is back with the first Mick board of the season. Four quarterbacks in the first half of round one. You'll hear where they're all going next. Get up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music included with your prime membership amazon music offers the most ad free top podcasts enjoy shows like first take part of the interruption and the low post available ad free and uninterrupted to start listening download the amazon music app or go to amazon.com slash espn pods that's amazon.com slash espn pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads we all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, coming off Monday Night Football last night and the terrible news early in the game. The Patriots wind up winning, but the storyline, Kyler Murray, franchise quarterback, Cardinals down, and he will not get up. This is a non-contact injury in the first quarter, first series of the game last night. The overwhelming expectation is that it is a torn ACL. And so there you go. The Cardinals add them to the list of teams that signed their quarterbacks to huge deals this offseason and have not seen the results thus far in the win column. You see the names. They're all names that you know. The circumstances obviously are all different. We know that Deshaun Watson hasn't played that much yet. We see Kyler Murray go down, Russell Wilson, all the, the ups and mostly downs of that so far. Aaron Rodgers' team not winning. Matthew Stafford's team not winning. And it does beg an interesting question. Because we just had this conversation, and, and Marcus is telling me they got to sign Jalen Hurts right now. Do that tomorrow. Now, there's a, a phrase that you like to use sometimes, Mike T., which is called, let them graduate and move on to the next guy. Are we living in a world now where, oh, you look at the Arizona Cardinals. They, you could tell they didn't want to do this deal with <laughs> Kyler Murray, and yet they somehow felt as though they were forced into that circumstance. Do you think that these are all cautionary tales about doing these big deals for contracts? And if so, what does that mean for Lamar Jackson? What does that mean for Jalen Hurts? What does that mean for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? 
Look, when, as a GM, you look to your left and to your right, and you say to your head coach and owner, if we let Kyle Murray graduate, that's one decision. Who's walking through the door? And I know Todd's going to be with us in a moment. We're going to talk about the Will Levises and the Bryce Youngs. But you better be certain that you can go get a guy. Because, candidly, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson for 14 games than not have him for 17. And when this weekend games were played and Brock Purdy started and Kyle, uh, Tyler Huntley started, 56 different quarterbacks played. So you need depth at that position. And before that guy graduates, Greeny, you better know who the replacement is because sometimes the alternative can be worse. I understand that, but the cost is $250 million in counting, and, yeah. and that's a pretty dangerous place to wind up if you get it wrong. I understand that, but you also look at who has success in this league year in and year out. It's teams with at least average to above average quarterbacks. So if you're worried about injury or if you're worried about um, people falling off, then you're in the wrong business. Like, it's this is a risky game. It's risky physically on the field for the players and for the guys in the front office. You're going to have to take some risks, and I think it's a wise risk. The best thing you can do is what Howie Roseman has done with the Eagles is build up everything around them and give whatever quarterback you have a chance for success and they've had success with multiple quarterbacks in this short little run. I'll take it a step further with Roseman. He drafted Jalen Hurts in yep. the second round right after he signed Carson Wentz to a long-term contract. Always have your bases covered at that position. That has been the way they have operated. That's why they won the Super Bowl, right? Because they had Nick Foles backing up Carson Wentz. So listen, the problem is, yes, you need one to win. The problem is there aren't 32 of them. Yeah. And so like teams end up giving these contracts out to guys that are sort of, we think he might be, or we, we feel like we have no other choice. I know there are front offices maybe there are 32 of them, that, that are doing studies on how much can we afford to spend of our cap on the quarterback position and still have success. That's part of the Seattle Seahawks calculus from last offseason when they decided to move on from Russell Wilson, figuring out what he was going to make and, they, and then deciding that they would rather go with other options, Geno Smith or the draft. So th these are the kinds of conversations that are being had. So, Marcus, right now, when we look at the names and we all know who they will be, they will be talking about this offseason. Lamar Jackson from several years ago, his classmate, Josh Allen has the big contract already. Uh, he's waiting on his deal. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's going to be going into the final year of his contract because he wasn't a first-round uh, pick, so they don't have that fifth-year option mm -hmm. situation with him. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, just check, check, check. $200 million each guy, right? Boom, 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 boom. Any hesitation in your mind whatsoever? No hesitation. I just told y'all earlier in the show, my grandfather told me all you have is all you have, right? right? And these contracts didn't just magically appear out of thin air. They were paid based on these guys' previous performance. Do you make mistakes? Yeah, that's the risky business like Foxy alluded to when it comes to paying your quarterback. But you didn't pay Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson just was nice to you. You paid him because he played high-level football. You didn't pay Aaron Rodgers because he was nice. You paid him because he was the two-time league MVP. You didn't pay Matthew Stafford to come to the Los Angeles Rams, which I believe that worked out because they got a Super Bowl out of it. But mm -hmm. you didn't pay him just because you liked him and you met him in Cabo. You paid him because he had a rocket arm and you felt like you could win a Super Bowl with him. Like, we, as we look at that list, we could hindsight 2020 in any situation. But we can look at that list and say, well, these, these situations ain't work out. Well, the situations was working out before you paid him the check. So I don't know how you determine. Mike T, a lot of respect for a difficult job for a general manager. But I know if a quarterback throw for 4,500 yards and he throw 35 touchdowns to only six interceptions and he is in a contract year, he going to get $200 million. And you hope that he do it again next year. Ain't nobody playing, paying guys because they nice and they like them. But I said that about Jalen Hurts because I believe the makeup is a part of what you pay guys for. 
Swagoo, I agree with all that. And what's interesting from a Philadelphia Eagles standpoint, guys, Monday, January 9th, that's the moment that Jalen Hurts is extension eligible. So presumably they're going to have the one seed and the bye. They can actually go oh. to Jalen Hurts in a couple of weeks here and talk about the numbers that Swagoo was just talking about. And what's interesting, if I'm Philadelphia, I want to go before Joe Burrow. I want to go before Justin Herbert. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly this deal gets done. All right, so we have all those on the table. And then there is every single year the replenishment, if you will, of the coffers. Today is the most wonderful day of the year because McShay's McBoard is available. It is Todd McShay's Mock Draft 1.0. It's up there right now. And with the first pick in the draft, McShay is projecting Houston to take Bryce Young from Alabama. No tied quarterback has gone number one overall ever in the common draft era. Using the ESPN Analytics projections, he then has the Lions at four, taking Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. So he is the second quarterback off the board. The Falcons at six is where McShay goes next at quarterback with Will Levis from Kentucky. Now Atlanta did just take Desmond Ritter in the third round last year. We'll see where that winds up going. Seahawks then would be taking Jalen Carter at number two. That's a pick that they got elsewhere. What you don't see on your screen is the fourth quarterback who would be at number 11 and that would be Florida's Anthony Richardson. So Four quarterbacks in the first 11 picks in the mock draft, point 1.0, of that man, Todd McShay, who jumps in with us. Oh, Todd, it is the most wonderful time of the year as we see your face getting up early you, with Greeny. us. Interesting decisions to be made. Why Bryce Young, number one, ahead of the others in the class? I think he's special. I think the, the biggest thing for me is he's got that Patrick Mahomes kind of poise and presence in the pocket. He, he knows where the rush is coming from. He knows where he has to keep his eyes while he's moving around. He knows how to slide. He knows how to climb the pocket. He's just so under control on the field. And he can create and extend plays. And that's what you, you're looking for now in an NFL quarterback. The game has changed, and he's exactly what NFL teams are looking for. Now, size is the concern, and it's not about height and seeing over his offensive line. It's about the durability and long-term durability. And so if he doesn't go number one, it will be because of the team, probably the Texans in this, in this scenario, says, you know, we're worried about the long-term durability. But to me, he's the best quarterback. He's the best playmaker at the quarterback position in the 2023 class. You'll have to excuse me, but I almost collapsed when I heard he's an undersized quarterback who reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. I just heard that two years ago. His name was Zach Wilson. So far, that's not working out so well for the Jets. No, I, but I get it. No, no, and I'm not comparing the two. And th this one won the Heisman at Alabama. I'm not comparing the two at all. I'm just saying those are some of the same adjectives that I heard used to describe him. Mike T., I mean, you're the person who made your living. With the si how much is the size a concern with this player? It's a huge concern. We just talked about 56 quarterbacks have already started. Greeny, the one description I've heard about Bryce Young that's really interesting, he's Steph Curry. He's really special, as Todd just said, but he's so small. And Houston's going to have a big decision to make. Can he withstand the rigors of a 17-game regular season? Everything else I agree with. He is magical, but he's small. Marcus, I'm making you a general manager. You just saw the four names that are up there. These, those are the four names that are going to be bandied about. For those of you who are just sort of dipping your toe into this year's draft conversation, yeah. the four quarterbacks that McShay has going <clears throat> in the top 11 is what you're going to hear him and Mel yelling at each other about <laughs> over the next four months nonstop. Marcus, I'm making you the GM. You got the first pick. Which of those quarterbacks do you want to be your guy? It's Bryce Young for me as well, and I like this uh, board with Todd. I think I think there's an intangible trait to Bryce Young, and, and I get it, the durability concerns, but watching him, the level of comfort that he has playing the position, 
I don't think any game I watched Bryce Young play in where I said the moment was too big or he didn't respond. He's a tremendous football player who accomplished a lot, has a lot of reps, which is becoming a thing for these guys coming out of college, and also played at a very high level at the University of Alabama. The other thing is this, too, because the, I love Will Levis, and I know he has some deficiencies, but 6'3", 230, or 240, that's what we watching in the league have success right now. We watching big quarterbacks with big arms have a tremendous amount of success. And I like that about Will Levis. I just think Bryce Young's poise, almost like what we talked about with Jalen Hurts. I think Bryce Young's poise lends itself to being the first overall pick. But I like this kid out of the University of Kentucky now. And, and when we look at Patrick Mahomes, 6'2", 6'3", uh, Joe Burrow, 6'3", we looking at uh, Jalen is not 6'3", but he's taking that ascension. When we looking at these guys, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, we looking at athletic guys, powerful arms, and the ability to extend plays. Will Levis lends itself to that as well with a big body and a big stature. All right, let me go to McShay here for a couple more. While I've got you, Todd, let's run through the others here. For the mm -hmm. fans, we're all going to see C.J. Stroud. Obviously, he plays the big games every week on the big TV, you know, with Ohio State and everything else. Uh, there was a moment in time when everyone thought he was a clear shot to be the number one quarterback in this class. Take me through his evaluation at this stage. He's the best pure passer in this class. And, and really, like, all three levels, the accuracy, the timing, the ball placement and just the, the trajectory, understanding it. The problem is when you compare him to Bryce Young, yes, he's bigger and he's got the frame that you're looking for and he'll continue to bulk up and get stronger. But I worry about his ability to create when the initial play breaks down. If you start to hit him, if you get him off the spot, we've seen time after time, that's when he struggles. So the creativity that, that Bryce Young has is what's missing in Stroud's game. He's athletic. He just doesn't yet know how to use that athleticism to consistently extend plays and create. And that, that's what I saw this year and was hoping that I would see something different from a year ago. Every scout I talked to says, I want to see him use his feet more. And we just didn't see it this year. And then quickly on Levis, uh, Marcus just mentioned him, Will Levis. He doesn't, because his team wasn't as good this year, maybe a lot of the fans haven't seen him at all. He's a name. They're just starting to hear. What should they know about him? He's polarizing. I mean, I talked to one GM who said, I see so much of Josh Allen in him. And five days later, I talked to another GM, and he said, I'm just worried he's going to be Carson Wentz. The knock is he doesn't have great pocket presence. So it's great that he has mobility, but is he seeing the whole field? or Is his eyes dropping? You see a lot of that on tape. And he plays the quarterback position like a linebacker. You love it as a coach. You love it as a teammate. But is he going to be able to stay healthy? I know he's big and strong. But the bottom line is, and, and Swagoo's right, he is built to last, even though he's had durability issues. He's got to learn how to protect his body. He has the strongest arm of any quarterback in this class. And physically, I think he's probably the, the most complete quarterback in terms of what you bring. And his intangibles, I mean, he's a legend in the weight room. There's not a single person in the, on the team, in, in the entire campus at Kentucky, that talks about him and doesn't have glowing reviews. So today is the first step on our way to Kansas City at the end of April. McShay's McFord 1.0. It's on ESPN.com I'm a fight right now. with Todd. I can't Four wait to fight with him. quarterbacks in the top 11. Nothing more fun. And McShay will see you shortly. Meantime, as we continue, first San Francisco, then L.A., two straight California clunkers for Tua. Is it time to sound the alarm in Miami? We'll answer that question next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We're back on Get Up, and so much of the conversation this morning has been about quarterbacks and young ones, and are they going to get paid, and are they going to lead their team to championships? And Tua Tungavailoa, who was having an absolutely magnificent season, good enough that people had moved him into the MVP conversation, has hit a bump in the road against California teams in back-to-back weeks with top performances against San Francisco and the Chargers. His QBR has dropped by 61 points over his last two games compared to his first nine of the year. That's a stark number from 83, which is exceptional, to 22, which is much less than that. And so that begs the question, what the actual heck is going on (laughs) with Tua Tungavailoa? A bump in the road is one thing, and sort of a little bit of being exposed is another. I went back and looked over that winning streak the the, the Dolphins went on. I mean, they beat a lot of bad teams in doing that. All of a sudden, now they're going to Buffalo Saturday night. What do we think? I mean, Tua's uncomfortable in the pocket all of a sudden. And you can understand, given the offensive line he played behind last year and given the way that the offensive line is playing this year, you can understand that he's uncomfortable there. But in this last week's game, we saw them pressing the receivers, and the offense is designed to get the ball out quickly. Again, because of the offensive line, Tua anticipates and throws fast. This week, he couldn't do that. And you could see he got more and more comfortable the longer you asked him to stay in the pocket against the 49ers and also against the Chargers. So I think that it's exposing a bit of Tua. He's not going to be the 83 QBR guy throughout the course of the season. He's not going to reach those Mahomesian levels, which no one's going to. But I think he's a good quarterback when when, um, the situation is good. He can carry you. But. Outside of that, uh, I think you're expecting a little too much if you expect him to overcome the shortcomings well, that he we're has. Gonna get the te- we're going to get the test in the weather, too, and that's been oh, one of the big questions. Yeah. And they're going to Buffalo Saturday night, and so is Dan Graziano yes. as we anticipate <laughs> six inches of snow in that game. So I know you'll have a very good time with that, but what, how about it? As you start talking to the people, what are we, what are we saying about Tua right this minute? Well, they want to know. You talk about overcome. Can he do it, right? Yeah. This is a bumping road. It's a, it's a pretty good-sized pothole, in fact. And can he overcome it? You got to go to Buffalo on Saturday night. Like that, that defense is not going to give you any breaks. So what do you do? What does Tua Tagovailoa? What does Mike McDaniel learn from their California trip? And what went wrong? I think that's everyone's got their eye on this team because it was a surprise team, uh, and the offense operated at a high level. Defense had some question marks. 
So we'll see how they rebound from this. But it's going to be tough. I mean, Buffalo is a tough place to play this time. I know I'm going to be fine. I've covered <laughs> December games in Buffalo and come out of it fine. I don't know if Tua Tungavailoa is going to, going to be the same way having to play quarterback in those conditions. He may not want to watch the tape of what happened to Mike White there just a couple oh. of days ago. That was not pretty. Marcus, oh. how about it? There's obviously a kid you've been covering his career from the moment he came up there. Again, Marcus started his career with the SEC Network, so you've seen every snap Tua has taken probably in his entire life. Yeah. What's going on right now? Well, the superpower was anticipation and accuracy, and now we're starting to see defenses take those initial reads away. And, gee, the honest, honest to God truth about Tua, you got to figure out if you can go beyond the X's and O's. Like, we laud Mike McDaniel and obviously Kyle Shanahan for the things that they are able to dial up, the creativity and plays. And I know Tua has been under a lot, a lot of the rest. His tackles haven't played well at all. But this is really a – like, this is the NFL. You're not going to be sitting pretty – every single week, just like I was talking about with Dak Prescott. Like, there are certain situations where he's going to have to try to use some athleticism. He's going to have to get off out of the pocket and make some throws. He's going to have to trust his receivers in a lot of situations that's probably unfavorable to him because he understands how this thing is supposed to operate. It was crazy, and I hate doing this and, and, and the comparison. I think Tua is a good quarterback before I go here. But you saw why people yeah. talk about Justin Herbert. Yeah. Like they talk about him. Yeah. You saw he's got the same offensive line deficiencies. He's able to get off platform. He's able to throw the ball, different arm angles and all of that stuff. And I saw that comparison in the game. And Tua on the other side struggling when all of the things weren't available to him from an offensive standpoint. It's another one, Mike T. They're all in, right? Because, I mean, they, they made the trade away of their first pick this year to get the defender. They've lost the other first-round pick, right, in the the tampering or whatever that thing was. was so, are they just that's it? Two two hundred million dollars and get on with our lives? Yeah, I wouldn't do that yet. And similar to what these guys said, he has to be Drew Brees. And why did Drew Brees have a good career as a shorter quarterback? Great offensive line. And right now, Taron Armstead is not the same guy. Austin Jackson's on IR. But the next couple of weeks, if I'm the Dolphins, this is an opportunity. Hey, we go up to Buffalo Saturday night with Dan, and then we also have to go up to New England. And New England's defense is playing A-plus right now. So if you're building a team to win the AFC East, you got to win December games in New England, in Buffalo. And this is an opportunity to actually see what you have. And my concern is, without the offensive line, his play hasn't been good enough. I don't know why that made me laugh, but when you said we're going up Saturday night to play there with Dan, it made me laugh. <laughs> but I am not going to play. I don't know that the <laughs> – I will be in the press box. <laughs> Mike McDaniel and Tua are up there saying, we're going up there Saturday night with Graziano. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's go, guys. In western New York and all that snow. Okay, you know what? They're not worried about the snow, and that brings us perfectly oh, yeah. to a new feature we call Zero Fox <laughs> Given. Oh. As Dominique Fox Takes a, takes a look at some things that happened over the weekend, things for which he believes there were zero Fox given. Got <laughs> <laughs> to lean into the enunciation. There is nothing I've ever said more carefully on television in my entire life. Take it uh, away. We're starting with the loss, but also with a great game for Jerry Judy. Now, this is clearly someone who does not care at all. You can get it. Authority be damned. You take a bump, don't touch me. I don't care, but you know what you do to answer that? You catch not just one touchdown, but you're fine. Somehow they forget you're even 
on the team. You catch a second touchdown. That's not enough. You know how you make that fine that he's probably going to get feel a little bit less bad? It's your score three touchdowns. He don't care. How did he not get thrown out of the game <laughs> for bumping the ref? The refs are on. He's tough. Then we got Dre Greenlaw. This interception is impressive against the GOAT. Anytime you get an interception this big against a player who is that great, you feel good about it. But that's not the part where he demonstrated that he has no cares in the world. He went up to the GOAT afterward and said, sign my damn ball. I picked you off. You're going to sign it too. My man Dre Greenlaw, he gives zero. Uh-huh. And then my favorite play, because of my guy, Jeff Saturday, we miss you. We hope you're doing better. You hope you do better. But it's this play right here, this pancake right oh. there. It's not just the pancake. I'm going to call this a club and a U. Watch this. Club. Then you go into the screen and you <laughs> touchdown. I, I, my man Jeff would have gave that three pancakes. I hope they can get a win sometime soon. He can keep that job. RIP Jeff. Or oh, I hope they lose so he can come back here. Oh, no, no. Fire what, Jeff. How about back. that block? What did you think of that one, Swaggo? That was phenomenal. First of all, I, I love, love, love the Trey Smith club and you. Because I was in the club with Foxy when that song was banging. That's what we was doing. We was clubbing, baby. I love it, man. I love and Marcus, it. You, he will be handing you. out his security a little bit later. We continue with that. That is quite the block. All right. As we roll on, there was misery on Monday night for Arizona. Murray down. Devastating injury. Patriots defense feasting on their replacement. Do they have Super Bowl hopes? We'll talk about it all next. Plus, the D in Big D stands for decent, because that's all their quarterback has been. Is that good enough to lift the Cowboys up to where they belong? We talk about it next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Feeling it, Greeny.